Voices that inspire the extended interview. My name is Stephanie Shoemate, and I am the inaugural director of the Commission on the Status of Women and Girls here for Tallahassee Leon County. So, what does the what are you tasked with at the commission? What what's the goal of this commission? So, the CSWG, because it's a long title, <laughs> we'll be just using that acronym. So, the CSWG has been tasked with from the city and the county commissions to provide policy recommendations to the city and the county for bettering the lives of women and girls in our community and building a collaborative. And we're kind of in an interesting state right now of entering into this new directive of a 2.0 plan that was recently adopted. So there's a lot of new things on the horizon, but still some old great stuff that we're still going to be doing. And how long has the commission been around? So the commission um, started in 2011, but came a joint commission in 2013. And so we've been around, I like to say about 10 years, because that's when officially it was a joint commission. But this is new of having a designated executive director, which is you, as you said in your opening, you're the inaugural director. Yes, so I'm very honored to be the inaugural director of the CSWG. The commission is comprised of 21 women that are all volunteer, and there's been a part-time staff person over the years um, that's helped with the admin. And so this is the first time that they've had a designated director. So it's a lot of fun and a lot of work, but a lot of great work. So it's um, definitely a new iteration that we're entering in. So when you were thinking about taking this position, what, what made you want to do it? So thinking about this position and reading the job description and knowing about the commission, I've known about it actually for since it started. I was working for Representative Lorraine Osley at the time in a capacity she was starting, needed some research on elected officials and elected women in our community. And so I'd known about the commission since 2010, 2011. Um, So to kind of have it now be full circle where it started off as a research project for somebody I was working with to now serving in that role, just looking at everything I had done previously in my career, volunteer efforts, I've always loved and been focused and passionate about women and girls issues. It was like this job is like everything in one. And I thought about it a long time, and I wasn't sure I was going to apply just because I loved what I was currently doing. But being able to bridge all of, I feel, my skill sets of working in the community and working with so many amazing other women, it was, I, I think I would have regretted not applying. And I um, talked a lot about it with some mentors and with my mom, who I consider a mentor. But uh, yeah, just said, you know, this is, I think, the like a really good opportunity and bridging everything together that I love and that I feel like I'm good at too. Yeah, definitely. So when you think back of the the role of this commission and how it's impacted the community, where do you think the wins have been and the reason that makes this, this commission so valuable? So over the past 10 years, the commission has provided so many amazing policy recommendations to the city and the county, actually over 142 to be exact, the number. And some have been, you know, big pie in the sky policy recommendations that we know they don't happen overnight. Um, and anyone that knows policy work knows that doesn't happen overnight. And I think the biggest wins is when the, um, you know, the commission was founded and started our community actually saying the lives of women and girls in our community matter, and they matter not just on a direct service level, but looking at those integral parts in our community of 
how can we make it the best place in Florida or in the United States for women and girls to thrive? And so I think I commend the city and the county for always being at that forefront of saying this matters to us and the commissioners along the way, our CSWG commissioners, being able to provide that insight and provide those policy recommendations when it comes to mental health during COVID the past two years. That's a huge aspect of, you know, coming out of that, of where we were prior and where we're now. Um, So the wins, I think the list is probably too long (laughs) to go over, but the biggest one, I think, is just being champion for the women and girls in our community because we know when we uplift women and girls, we're uplifting the entire community, and it's not just segmented out. Yeah, definitely. Are there other commissions across the state? Yeah, so the, we're in a really cool aspect. Our commission, the Commission on the Status of Women and Girls, and so I like to th- make sure everyone understands that difference. There's a lot of commissions across the state and across the United States that are commissions on the status of women. We are the only one in the state of Florida that actually has girls. And um, we're not the only one that is a joint city county, but we're one of few. A lot of them are county or some are city. So I really think that speaks highly to our community that it's not just one, it's not the city, it's not the county, it's joint. And we value what's happening with our young women. You know, it's not just 18 and up that are shaping our community. So that's why I've always loved what our commission does, because it takes into account that youth perspective, which I've always had a passion for. Yeah, that's great. So as you think about this in this role, and we live in such challenging times right now, how do we be representative I mean, it's. I think it must be a little challenging to be representative of all women and girls because we're all different. So, you know, that challenge of being a voice when there are many voices is, is hard. Yeah. The one thing I will say about the CSWG, and it's particular, I think, to the makeup of our 21 commissioners and our chair, Dr. Cicely Brantley, Our theme this year is really focused on the intersectionalities of women and girls across all aspects. So not just our white women, our black women, our um, LGBTQ women, all women. Like what does that voice look like? And it is hard. It is hard to dwindle it down. But the intersectionality theme and really taking a look at where are we marginalizing women or girls and how are we taking that into account and making sure that we're uplifting the voices sometimes of those women and girls that we don't hear from a lot and it's not the majority and because it is it's difficult it's a difficult task but i think our commission the 21 women we have a diverse commission um and being able to have that input and also our, com- our committees, our dimensions we focus on, we have community committee input this year, which is different than we've had in the past. So making sure we're not leaving any woman or girl voice not at the table. We're bringing them all together. That's great. That's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we are so different. Yeah. And we, we, our perspectives shape how we um, navigate society. And finding ways to bring people together with diverse voices is more critical than ever. <laughs> yes, I agree. We, I mean, actually, we just recently had a political equity committee meeting, and that's one of our dimensions this year. It's a new dimension we're focused on. And one of our community committee members really talked about, you know, what does political equity look like for women and girls? It's not just gender, but, you know, race, also political affiliation, thought process, and 
making sure we're not forgetting all those things at the table, which is a hard task. But I think that's where working together and bringing people together is actually how you make it happen instead of pretending like we all work in a silo. So, Stephanie, I have to ask you, what keeps you hopeful in this work? So what keeps me hopeful? That's a really good question. One, I would say I'm a natural optimist. <laughs> I, and a, um, I totally think the world is, you know, glass is always almost full. <laughs> so not even half full. But um, I have been so fortunate to have so many amazing women in my life and men, but that have shown me that just because I'm a girl or a woman, I'm not limited to things. And I think, um, you know, I'm sitting across from you breathing probably harder than I am because I also, I'm expecting a young girl um, in just about a month, a little over. And knowing that we have an entire generation that isn't even aware of what's ahead of them and that we can set that tone for young women in our community and, to be that other mentor like I had for um, women coming up in the world of that they can really do anything. I was always told you can do whatever you want. Um, And that's not the same for all women and girls. And I feel very fortunate that I had that support system. So just being able to build that and work with the other amazing women we have in this community to continue to pay that forward. Yep. That's, that's great. So Building on that same, is there anybody in particular or any that has inspired you as you've done this work? Yeah, there's a lot of women that have inspired me. Um, One first that comes to mind is my mom. My mom is, she's just amazing. And she's always um, been one to advocate for me. And my dad, you know, they were, they really did tell me I could do anything I want. I had some amazing um, teachers along the way that, the list would go on and on that I'm, I still am in contact with today via social media that I felt, I mean, they still comment on, you know, my social media walls about, you know, oh, yeah, you can do this and we keep in touch. And so I think um, and then, you know, through in the community, the the women I work with on a daily basis, I would say, um, you know, that's they provide so much insight and so much learning opportunities. It's, it would be really hard if I started to list them. I would probably forget get people, but I, um, I'm just thankful for all of the women I've had in my life along the way that have inspired me. You know, I say this to a lot of people when they come in for this. Picture someone in their car driving home from work, or usually, no, this will. They're driving into work, yeah. so it's morning. Maybe they're still hopeful. Um, and they hear you. What would you want people to know about why this commission is valuable, why women and girls should be supported and celebrated? I think the biggest thing with the Commission on the Status of Women and Girls to remember is that, you know, change can't happen overnight. And it's consistent work and dedication and thoughtfulness and looking at our policies that affect the women and girls in our community to make Tallahassee and Leon County the best it can be for women and girls. But that's for all because it's not when we just focused on women, we're forgetting our men and our young boys. But when we focus on women, they are able to uplift so many. There's so many stats out there that we could throw out. But when you focus on celebrating and uplifting women and girls in our community, you know, we get stuff done and the policy work behind it to make sure that there's 
accessibility and opportunity, we're only going to make our community the best it can be. And so I think that's what's so important about the CSWG is that they're relentless and ty- you know, like tirelessly dedicated to making sure women and girls are represented and our policies in place to be fair and equitable. And that does celebrate the amazing women and girls we have in our community. I want to thank you, Stephanie, for coming in and talking a bit about the Commission on the Status of Women and Girls, because what it makes me hopeful to know that there are people out there working hard to advocate on the behalf of our people in this community. And, you know, they always say if you can reach a mother, you can reach a woman, how much impact she has in her family. So um, kudos to you and the work you're doing, and congratulations on the new position. Thank you so much. I think, you know, with this 2.0, with the CSG WG 2.0, one of the big things is we're in the midst of developing a dashboard to measure the well-being of women and girls in our community. And it's exciting because Tallahassee and Leon County are going to be now at the forefront. There's no communities in the state of Florida that are doing that right now. So to be able to say in the six dimensions that we're focused on, we rank from zero to 100 and we're able to grow that or improve that and look at it every year to know that, wow, that score is going up every year with the work that not just the CSWG is doing because we don't do the direct service, but all these other amazing organizations that are doing. And to say, this is why people need to be coming to Leon and Tallahassee because we have an amazing place for women and girls to thrive in all the well-being dimensions that we, you know, have studied of the six that we have. So that's an exciting opportunity that is ahead of us in the long run, but we're starting that work this year. And it's, I think, going to put Tallahassee and Leon County on the map in a different capacity. And it's really exciting for our community as a whole, not just the commission. It's great. I love it. Accountability. It's a good thing. My name is Stephanie Schumate, and I am a dedicated advocate for women and girls in our community as the director of the CSWG.